Hey, historians. Gabrielle here with a quick message. If you are a fan of our show and, of course, women's history, please consider a small donation today. Your contribution goes directly towards the performers you hear on this podcast. Head to whatwillshedo.com and join our incredible community of supporters and keep our small independent podcast running. Thanks. Hello and welcome to a brand new bite-sized episode of What Will She Do Next? I'm your host, Gabrielle Marabella, and together with composer Ernie Bird, Faster. we've created a podcast that celebrates some of our favorite historical women. Hurry up! On today's bite-sized episode, we take a brief look at the life and legacy of Marian Anderson, American opera singer and musical icon. Okay, keep going! This episode was written and narrated by myself with music and production by Ernie Bird. And today's special guest star is... Janai Brueger. Hey there. Time's up. Enjoy. <laughs> what will she do next? What will she do next? Her name is true, but will she see it through? Oh, what will she do next? Marian Anderson was born on February 27, 1897, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to parents John and Annie. Marian was the eldest sibling in the house with two little sisters, Alice and Ethel. Always a fan of music and singing, Marian joined the junior choir at her church at the young age of six years old, and she loved it. With the support of her family, including her Aunt Mary, Marion also began to attend local concerts throughout her community, allowing her passion for music to grow. At the age of 12 years old, tragedy struck the Anderson family when her father passed away due to a tragic accident. So Marion, her mother, and sisters soon moved into the house of her grandparents. A few years later, Marion finished her time in grammar school, but her family was unable to pay for further education, including music lessons or high school. But that didn't stop Marion from singing as much as she could. She began to even make money for her own local concerts, and her blossoming talents were well known throughout her neighborhood. And knowing how rare and special Marion's talents were, a local church raised the money Marion would need to attend high school and to officially begin her vocal training. A few years later, Marion finished high school, and hoping to continue her music education and to pursue a career in music, she applied to the prestigious Philadelphia Musical Academy. However, Marion was not accepted into the school. And why was she not accepted? Well, it wasn't because of her musical talents, but because Marion was a black American. And at this time, much of America, including schools, were segregated, meaning that black and white individuals were kept separate from each other in public spaces. And did this stop Marion from pursuing her dreams? No, Marion continued to study privately with the support of her community. 
and she even began singing in New York City. I remember one day delivering the basket of laundry for my mother, and I heard a piano being played and somebody singing. There, sitting on a piano stool, I saw a woman who looked no different to me, and she was playing very well. She was not dressed up. She was unconscious that anyone was looking at her. In that moment, I realized, if she could, I could. Marian Anderson. In 1925, America was starting to take notice of Marian Anderson. At nearly 30 years old, Marian won a major competition that allowed her the chance to sing with the New York Philharmonic. Marian was good, and she was ready for a concert tour. But America was still deeply divided by racial prejudice, and the tour seemed nearly impossible. So, following a successful concert in Chicago in 1929, Marion was awarded a major financial scholarship that allowed her to continue her studies in Europe. And off she went. Europe couldn't get enough of the great budding singer Marion Anderson. She had a highly successful first tour in which she gained a great following of many fans, including famed composer Jean Sibelius. He would then go on to write an original piece just for Marion's voice. Here in Europe, Marion did not have to face the same unfair prejudice she had in America. <laughs> Quite the opposite. She became a household name, and even the legendary conductor Arturo Toscanini said that Marion had a voice the world would only hear once in a hundred years. Eventually, Marion did make it back to America and began her national tour, but it was difficult. Marion had to deal with the constant bombardment of Jim Crow laws. These were state and local laws that enforced acts of racial segregation. Acts such as not allowing Marion into certain restaurants or even sleep in some hotels. And the most well-known of these instances, in which Marion had to face unfair treatment due to her race, was when a famous women's group called the Daughters of the American Revolution would not allow Marion to perform in their prestigious Washington, D.C. performance space. But here's the thing. As much power as this racist institution may have had, it did not have the passion that Marion's fans, friends, and community had for her and for her career. And this community would not let this disrespectful act go by unnoticed. The first people to take action were the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, also known as the NAACP. They gathered their forces of members and supporters and planned to protest the DAR. On top of that, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt resigned from her membership with the DIR. She did not want to support them, but she did want to support her friend, Marion. Even the press had Marion's back. News articles and headlines supported Marion and shamed the DAR's hateful decision. Marion eventually did get her recital in Washington, D.C., but it wasn't at the DAR's concert hall. <laughs> no, Marion's concert took place in a much more public site. 
on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. to a live audience of over 75,000 people and a radio audience of over 1 million. You cannot be expected to give as good a performance as you would hope to if your mind is partly on the fact that you are someplace, but you certainly are not wanted there. And you are trying to sing to a group of people as if your heart is full of love and happiness, and it isn't completely. Marian Anderson Marian Anderson had a unique voice, a voice with an extended range, meaning she could sing very high and very low, and a voice known for its rich timbre. Timbre is a way of describing the quality of a singer's vocal tone, and Marian's vocal type was that of a contralto, meaning she could sing very well and very strong at the lowest part of her singing voice. Her repertoire ranged from popular songs to African-American spiritual songs to opera. And on January 7, 1955, Marion made history by becoming the first black woman to sing on the stages of the famed Metropolitan Opera in New York City. Marion played the role of the fortune teller, Ulrika, in Giuseppe Verdi's opera Un Ballo in Mascara, which in Italian translates to a masked ball. At the age of 64 years old, Marion sang at the inauguration of President John F. Kennedy, and just a few years later, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. This was an award given only to those few Americans who have made great contributions to our country. Marion retired from singing in 1965, but she was still very active in the arts and beloved by many. She continued to win many awards for her lifetime of achievement, including becoming the first ever recipient of the Eleanor Roosevelt Human Rights Award of the City of New York. Marion also enjoyed a long and loving marriage of 43 years to a man named Orpheus Fisher. When Marion was not touring in her early days of singing, her and Orpheus spent time at their Connecticut farm, lovingly called Mariana. Marian Anderson lived until the age of 96 years old, passing away on April 8, 1993. Marion is buried in Collingdale, Pennsylvania. There are many persons ready to do what is right, because in their hearts they know it is right. But they hesitate, waiting for the other fellow to make the first move. And he, in turn, waits for you. Marion Anderson Marian Anderson had a talent that, as conductor Toscanini once said, was only seen once every hundred years. She was beloved internationally for her exciting vocal quality, her demanding stage presence, and emotionally honest performances. Marian endured so much more than her white peers at the time had to face in the classical music industry, but she did so knowing that her actions would blaze a trail for those that would come after her. And she was right. Marion was the first internationally recognized black female opera singer, but she was not the last, inspiring future singers such as Leontine Price, Jessie Norman, 
Denise Graves, and many of today's current opera stars. Like Marian Anderson, we have talents that will shine brightly, no matter the circumstance. So I wonder, what, what will, will you, you do, do next? next?